on today's show, I'm reunited with Cade. Good to be back with you. Yes, I missed you. I'm going to give you the fastest two minutes possible for my Alaskan trip. And then for the main courses, we're going to talk about All Elite Wrestling and our top five albums. You ready, Blake? Let's bust it. Let's go. Bust it. What's up? We're back. We are back from outer space. Not really. I've been here. Uh, Blake went on an Alaskan trip. How was that? It was incredible. I would just like to say if anyone has the chance of going up to Alaska, I highly recommend it. But the only, the best way I can describe going to Alaska. What is that? Is by doing the ESPN NFL primetime countdown with Chris Berman. We start in the Pacific Northwest as the fighting Pomeranians travel to Seattle with the dreams of visiting the last frontier, Alaska. We got on the ovation of the seas and ventured north to the unknown, Palmer's One Vacation Zero. We moved to day two where Jack and Cokes were going back, 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 and down my throat. Do you remember that day, Blake? I just remember trivia and pizza, Cade. Palmer's Two Vacation Zero. To day three, we landed in Juneau, McGuff, Alaska, where we went to the Clifford the Big Red Dog Saloon for a couple of pints, followed by some Jameis Winston's fresh crab legs. Were they stolen? No, but they finished the day by eating a dub. With what? With a helicopter ride to the top of a glacier. You know what glacier water tastes like, Cade? What? Glacier water. Palmer's three, vacation zero. To day four, we go to Skagway, Alaska, where we hopped on a train to Hogwarts as we traveled through the Yukon, as we got ain't no mountain high enough and enjoyed the scenery. What house did John go to? Gryffindor. Meredith. Slytherin. Susan. Hufflepuff. What about you? Don't give a f Palmer's four, vacation zero. We combined days five and six because we were back on the ocean going to Seattle. Did you see any wildlife? I saw a lot of whales. On or off the boat? Both. Palmer six, vacation zero. We go to day seven as we went, oh, Canada. And we touched down in Victoria, Canada and did the magical mystery bus tour around the city. Was it beautiful, eh? Uh, Texas is a lot better. Palmer seven, vacation zero. That was the fastest two minutes. Yeah, but I will say it was definitely one of my favorite vacations I've ever taken. Oh, I've always wanted to go to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Always. But, yeah, um, honestly, like, I recommend it to anybody. And we got to spend a couple days in Seattle, too. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, like, I got to see my family, got to see Ollie the pug. I don't know if I... I, no? was, I posted some pictures of this pug. Oh, I did see uh, that, Yes, yeah. his name's Ollie, and my uncle and my aunt own him and he's the f- biggest pug i think i've ever seen really? in my life and he, the only move he knows how to do is the high five that's it it's freaking awesome but yeah but it did, was a lot of fun so did you drink any good coffee in seattle I actually the, honestly the only coffee i drank was starbucks did it taste any different than from down here nope <laughs> but i went to, no i went to the og like the original, the original starbucks. Yeah. yeah and uh, me and my dad stood in line for about 15 minutes just to get some coffee 
screw that. <laughs> well, you know what? We had to it, we had to do it. It's probably like one of those bucket list things. Like, hey, you go to the OG, you know? Yeah, Starbucks. exactly. And I mean, Pike's Place Market's right there is where the guys throw the fish and everything. Oh, did, did you get to throw fish or catch fish? No, you can no. only do that if you buy a fish. Oh, and, that, that's yeah. stupid. But they that they ship to Texas too. But oh. yeah, I mean, but you know what? I, I I really enjoyed it. But that was like how we closed out our trip was just hanging out in Seattle and stuff. Well, I am peanut butter and jealous because that sounds fun. Well, I wish you would have come. I know, but. I was out there advertising the brand for us. So there you go. And, and you know what? We we have reached. We're across seas now. People, I know. We're we're getting views in Vietnam, Japan, Peru. Yeah, Spain. We are we are international now, folks. So definitely subscribe to us. What have you been doing the past ten days? Uh, just doing work, watching a lot of wrestling, mm-hmm. which we will talk about that a little later on the show. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and just really just nothing much. Gotcha. Hanging out with Will and Jake, who mm. are sitting right here listening to us. Mm-hmm. Our award-winning listeners. Oh, yeah. Number one fans. Well, are we ready to uh, to get into our Texas towns? Let's do it. Okay, you want to start first? Yeah, so the town I chose was Tyler, Texas. Okay? Mm-hmm. Named after the president, John Tyler. And it is also known for, do you know what they're known for? Hmm. Roses. So they are the rose capital. Okay. Because they have over 500 different varieties. Okay. And they also have an annual Texas Rose Festival. Okay. That's that's really cool, actually. I didn't know there was 500 types of roses. I thought there was only like one. <laughs> <laughs> the one that we see on The Bachelor at, right? We, <laughs> do you accept this rose? Uh, no. Throw that shit on the ground. Stomp. Mm-hmm. Walk away. Mm-hmm. And also, they... Uh, started the own, you know, adopt a highway. Yes, yeah, the band. Did, yeah, we did that in high school. The band, uh, we picked up the trash off the highway. Yeah, that's where it started from in 1985. Oh, nice, that's that's really cool. So, uh, like, famous people there. Uh, they uh, this past year's NFL MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, that that name rings a bell. Yeah, I like that name. <laughs> Don't get too excited about that. <laughs> uh, and then also the Tyler Rose. Oh, Earl you know Campbell. Who that, yes, the big Earl. Earl Campbell, the 1977 Heisman Trophy winner, five-time Pro Bowler, and also has his own barbecue sauce and sausage. <laughs> Sexy. Oh yeah. Sexy. That was that was great. I I mean, I I have family that live in Longview, so they live really oh, close okay. to Tyler. So, yeah, that's really cool. So, my town of the week is Midland. So, they were established in 1881 and was supposed to be a halfway point between Fort Worth and El Paso. Okay. It has over 400,000 oil wells Damn. that surround the entire like city uh-huh. um, in the Permian Basin. And in 2014, it had the lowest unemployment rate in the country at 2.3%, which is like a pretty big deal, honestly. Yeah. Um, famous people. Laura Bush and George Bush, oh. George H. W. Oh, oh, George H. W. Oh, I just love me some George W. Bush. <laughs> That's a pretty good laugh. Yeah, George W. Bush is there from uh, from there too. Uh, we also have Tommy Lee Jones, you know, from the Fugitive yes. Men in Black, and Woody Harrelson. Oh, and Tommy Lee Jones is, was born actually from nearby San Saba. San Saba. Oh yeah, yeah, I know exactly where that is. <laughs> And so Woody Harrelson too uh, was from from Midland, and of course we've seen him in like Zombie Land. Oh, yeah. and, and love Woody Harrelson. And uh, what was uh, No Country for Old Men? Oh, he was. They were, yeah, I've Tommy Lee Jones and movie. Woody Harrelson. I need to watch I, I definitely it. recommend. And of course, the NBA legend Spud Webb was from Midland too. You know, every time I hear Midland, you know what I think of? Hmm. Friday Night Lights. 
Well, because that's like their arch rival. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like Booby Miles, like you from Midland, huh? You from Midland? <laughs> when the dark's like, I don't think you should play. Why? You from Midland? <laughs> yeah, that's all. Thank you. Yeah, no, they're from Odessa, but but still, they they shot actually some Friday Night Light scenes in in Midland. Too. Oh, they did. Yeah, and you remember the show Heroes too? Yes. Heroes, uh, they shot like the whole entire first season really? there too. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't watch the show. That's that's all I got from my town. Okay, so let's go to the main course. Yummy. Preach. So the first thing we're going to talk about is I'll watch this new wrestling promotion. Don't make fun of me because I watch wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) But it's called All Elite Wrestling, and they had their first pay-per-view about two weeks ago. And I'm just going to say that this promotion is awesome. And it has really, you know, got me really interested again in wrestling. It's just new thinking, storylines, wrestling. It's so much different than what I've seen in the Mm -hmm. past from, you know, the main company, WWE. Yes. So um, this company was founded. Well, let's go back from the beginning. This past, I'm trying to think, I think it was... A few months ago, mm-hmm. they had, or All Elite Wrestling wasn't even a company when this happened. So they had this pay-per-view Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. and then uh, Nick and Matt Jackson, which are tag teams called the Young Bucks. Okay. Uh, Dave Meltzer, which is a wrestling observer who like rates matches and all that stuff, he said that uh, Cody Rhodes could not sell 10,000 tickets for an indie show, which an indie show is kind of like not the main promotions like WWE, Impact Wrestling, or, you know, TNA, Impact Wrestling, TNA, same thing. Mm-hmm. And Cody Rhodes was like, okay, let, let's, I'll take you up on that bet. Okay. And so they ended up selling out this pay-per-view in 30 minutes, 10,000 tickets, 30 minutes. It was Jeez. a hit. They had, it was mainly a promotion called Ring of Honor that put on the show, but also they had a lot of other wrestlers from independence and stuff come in and it sold out. And, uh, John Mayer came and watched it and all that good stuff. And so a few months after that, Cody Rhodes, Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson's, which are actually brothers from real life, the young bucks. And also Kenny Omega, which is personally for me, the best wrestler out there right now was like, Hey, we can do this by ourselves. Let's start a company. That's awesome, and uh, they call it All Elite Wrestling. And they had they had some help from the owner of the Jaguars, yes. right? Uh, yeah, Sh- Shahid Khan. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how to pronounce it's, that name. it's something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, actually, the president is his son, Tony Khan. Oh, and so Tony Khan, what personally for me, what WWE has been lacking is just like that passion. For wrestling for the entertainment business of wrestling right. in which tony khan i've heard him talk and stuff and he is so into wrestling and loves it loves everything about it and that and he's just passionate about it in which i think you know vince mcmahon he just lost his passion yeah, he, he, he's worn out he's and been he's, doing just, it too he's just burnt out he just doesn't care about the product or anything like that and so after they uh announced you know we're gonna start a company 
they uh, got the rights to, you know, All Elite Wrestling. And then we started figuring out, you know, uh-oh, they might have some pay-per-views coming up. And so they got the rights to AEW uh, Double or Nothing, and then Double or Nothing, then AEW uh, Tuesday Night Dynamite, and okay. also Tuesday, or Tuesday Night Dynamite because, you know, two different names and they just, you know, <laughs> got the rights to it. So, so what what TV channel are they going to be on? Uh, they're going to start a weekly show on TNT. Okay. In October, so they already signed a deal and everything. So, are they going to create their own like streaming channel? Or are they just going to start by getting on cable first? Start getting okay. on cable. Okay. And uh, pay per views, they're not going to be every month. I think there's every other month, in which I think is a very good idea yeah. to do that. Uh, let's see. I mean, I saw that they brought on Jim Ross, yeah. uh, oh, who, who yes. is a famous, like, of course, play-by-play for the WWE, yeah. and he's definitely made some incredible calls in his life, and I think I think you and I discussed before the show, but I think we think that this is his best uh, play-by-play call that he's ever <laughs> so done. So good. Love me some Here it is. Are. It's The Undertaker Throws Off Mankind off the top of the Hell of Cell, 1998. God. Yeah, so that's basically who uh, Jim Ross is for oh, anybody gosh, who doesn't know him. But legend. And what what is his catchphrase? Dear God, he killed him. And then, like he said, you son of a bitch, you. My God. My God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, so they brought on Jim Ross as a senior advisor to kind of overlook the league. Yeah. And, and like, uh, I was listening to a podcast, or not a podcast, but just – yeah, podcast. I don't know where I heard it from, but he was saying like he was with WWE, and uh, he w- they would just bring him back for special occasions, like WrestleMania. And yeah, stuff. and he didn't want to do that. He wanted to be back full time because he just lost his wife, and you know he he wants to do something. Yeah, it's his true love. Yeah, his true love is to do play. And play. so AEW brought him in, in which I think is an awesome idea, good idea to do that. So what else has been going on in the league? So they had their very first pay-per-view two weeks ago, and I have to say it was so good. And how much money did they make? Or how many pay-per-views did they sell? They sold over 200,000. 200,000. 200,000. And that's worldwide? Yes. That's pretty good uh, for the first showing. They sold out the MGN Grand in Las Vegas in four minutes. Over 12,000 tickets, four minutes. That's incredible. And... Me and my brother bought it on pay-per-view, and it was worth the money. So we were talking earlier, and you said that uh, it's transformed wrestling. Yes. So how, like, what kind of rating would you have given this this match or this pay-per-view event? I would say overall a solid four out of five, in which for a very first show is incredible. Very very good. That's that's great, and I mean I think with when you're uh, because it's not like the I guess like we go back to the football, like the the AF the the AFL, yeah, the Amer or the American Lions or American A-A-A- Lions, yeah. yeah, the AAF, excuse me, yeah, the AAF league, and you know they weren't able to get off the ground; they just started just quickly as possible. Yeah. But this this league has had some time in development. It kind of looks like they kind of strategized, and they even brought in Chris Jericho, yes, which uh, I smart. think that's a pretty big name coming from WWE transitioning to yeah. to the big the all elite wrestling. Yeah, and like with 
them bringing in Chris Jericho is going to bring eyes to the company and like, oh, Chris Jericho is in all wrestling. You know, let's check this out. You know, they're going to get their viewers up and stuff. And I honestly think they're going to give WWE a run for their money. But I want to talk about uh, some of the ratings that Dave Meltzer, which I said earlier, yeah. as a wrestling observer. Yeah, shoot. Uh, some of the ratings he gave these matches. So let's say Dave Meltzer, he likes to rate matches, you know, pay-per-view matches mm-hmm. from – Zero to five, and he'll also give negative ratings if the match just sucks so bad. Okay. And so, for me personally, I would say a good match, you know, a decent match I can sit through is three stars. Mm -hmm. Three-star match. You know, that's an okay match. The least amount of stars a match had gotten on this show was three stars, which, for me, that's like every match was a decent match. Mm -hmm. You know, I can sit through it. And... They had a five-star match, one match. Really? And this was their very first pay-per-view, and it was Cody Rhodes against his real-life brother, the natural Dustin Rhodes. That's really cool. And Dustin Rhodes, 50 years old, and he got a five-star match. And the wrestling wasn't the best, you know, whatever, but the storyline was spot on, in which I think that's what WWE is missing. They They straight away from it is a good storyline and the build up to mm-hmm. that story, but it was awesome. And WWE's last five star match, you know how long ago that was? How long? Eight years ago. Wow. Eight years ago. And that was But with, they're still making a bunch of money though. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 the other part too. It's like, well, and they've been able to still capitalize on their brand, and even with the retirements of a lot of their huge and, names, too. But with WWE, ticket sales are down, viewerships are down, but where they get a lot of their money is just from the TV deals. TV deals, TV right, deals. exactly. That's, yeah. you know, they have no problems with money. Right, and we and we discussed that on our previous yeah. podcast, too. So um, so what else are, can we expect from this league? Uh, High-flying, kind of like the Lucha Libre kind of stuff, a little bit, you know, flips. Uh, some blood. So there was acrobatic. Yes. Okay. Acrobatic gore. Okay. <laughs> some blood in which I've been waiting a long time for this. Just, I'm very excited. It's not, they don't want to be competitive with WWE. They just want to be an alternative. If that makes sense. They're yeah, not, no. they're not going they're, up. They're trying to come, trying to compete. Right. Yeah. They're not going up head to head with them or anything. You know, Monday night, Kind of like mm-hmm. back in the 90s and early 2000s, the Monday Night Wars with WWE and WCW. They're not trying to do that. They're just trying to, you know, be an alternative. Gotcha. And I think and I think the world of wrestling kind of needs to grasp that. I think they need to accept this other league coming in. It's like, oh, well, it, you know, if we're about to have another, like a, another league, you know, I think we need to give it a watch. We need to give it a chance instead of shining it away. Yeah, and... I think, you know, this company is good for wrestling in general because mm-hmm. they started out white hot. Mm-hmm. And so this will make WWE like, okay, I see what they're doing. We need to step up our game. Oh, yeah. That could that could definitely help and it out. And so too. overall, it's going to make wrestling way better. Personally, I think. That's so. great. That's great. So anything else? Um honestly think that is pretty much it with the AEW. Okay, so when so they don't have any TV spots right now. No, well they have a pay-per-view coming up. Okay. Uh June 29th, Fighter Fest. Okay. In Daytona Beach, Florida. 
at the Ocean Center. Okay, and then eventually in October, did you say October? That's October. When they, they start that's when their, they have their TV deal. Yeah. Okay. Weekly. Yeah, well, everybody definitely be on the lookout. I'm, I'm definitely going to try to watch this pay-per-view event with you. And, um, yeah, I think I think that about wraps it up there. Yep. You ready to talk about our top five? I am so ready. Top five albums. So, um, so Kate and I, uh, of course, we're very avid music lovers. And basically, we're doing this top five thing because we've been seeing the polls on Twitter and we're not trying we're not trying to do the top 5 albums overall uh, of yeah. all time we're doing our top 5 albums of all time what we've listened to the most and um, the results may shock you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so do you want to start Cade? yeah i'll give it a whirl let's go <clears throat> okay so 5 yeah this is number 5 number 5 i chose was ted nugent's self-titled album you want to take a guess? Ted Nugent. Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted. Oh. And like, I was going through this album. It had songs like Stranglehold, which is personally my favorite song of all time. Also has Just What the Doctor Ordered. Mm-hmm. Snakeskin Cowboy. Those are some pretty big names. Oh, yeah. Uh, Queen of the Forest. Uh, Stormtrooping. Oh, I love that song. Mm-hmm. But nah, it's just, it yeah. this album is just in your face rock and roll and it, it, i guess it i mean it means a lot to you i guess it does because like my brother used to listen to ted nugent i was like who's ted nugent then i started listening to his music i'm gonna rock your socks off oh my gosh oh that's awesome and we got hey, you and i got to go see him we last, did last year yeah and he was just in waco this past week too and last year my ears were ringing for four days oh I, at least i thought there was something wrong with my hearing same legit yep yeah, my, mine were too. So, my top five. My five on the list is Run the Jewels RTJ2. So, um, I've had the chance to go see Run the Jewels twice now. I got to see them at ACL and at Float Fest last year. And I would just like to say it's a mix. It's it's very hip-hop. It's rap. Okay. And it's a mix of Atlanta rap and New York rap. So, the producer LP from New York uh-huh. and rapper Killer Mike, who used to basically back up Outcast members, Big Boy and Andre 3000. Yeah. Well, they came together to make a, the hip hop duo Run mm-hmm. the Jewels. And they've been going since 2012. And they dropped this album in t- 2014. Okay. And um, of course, it's told, titled RTJ2. They have um, hits to me that are uh, one of them is called All My Darling Don't Cry, um, Lie Cheat Still. And close your eyes, which is um, has Zach De La Roca from Run the or uh, Rage Against the Machine okay. on the song. Um, they do a lot of collaborations with a lot of big artists, to be honest. And honestly, they're incredible in person. Uh, I got I've I've gotten to personally meet them. Oh, yeah? I got I got their autographs in my in my room, and um, their 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 biggest symbol is the pistol and fist. Uh-huh. So you got the pistol in your right hand and the fist in left hand. So definitely went my top five album. I had it on repeat when I heard it. And then, the, and I was awesome to see their big break because they got to do the, one of the trailers for, for the black Panther. So that was oh. really cool to see them. So I guess I'm gonna have to check them out. To be honest, I've never heard of them. It's okay. Alrighty. So number four, number four for me, I have Garth Brooks. You know, Garth Brooks was going to come in here. Oh for yeah. Me. I was, I was ready for it. His album, no fences. Okay. It had hits like Thunder Rolls, his probably most famous song, Friends in Low Places, which everyone <laughs> freaking knows. knows, and also a very underrated Garth Brooks song, Wild Horses. 
And fun little fact about the Thunder Rolls and Friends in Low Places. Garth Brooks did not record them first. Really? Yeah, Thunder Rolls actually recorded by a female. I forgot who it was, but it was a female that recorded mm-hmm. it first. Mm-hmm. And then Friends in Low Places, country singer Mark Chestnut recorded it first. And what's weird about, you know, Friends in Low Places, Mark Chestnut's version sounds so much different than Garth Brooks. And like Garth Brooks' version is like party song, like, woo, let's drink some beer. Mm-hmm. Which Mark Chestnut's version is just like, oh, I'm lonely. Give me a beer, please. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Gotcha. Right, you want to give us your number four? Number four. My number four is the album Kids by Mac Miller. Okay. So this album dropped in 2010. And everybody knows Mac Miller. It was his fourth mixtape. And of course he he died last year, Rip. He was one of my one of my favorite artists of all time. I know. Another hip hop. I was very sad. But he made some great music um, while he was alive. And that's why I'm gonna remember him as. So he had songs on there, um, like Nike's on my feet, Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza, Senior Skip Day, and Poppy. And I'm not gonna lie. Um, this song really kind of just like for me kind of turned turned on to the mixtape scene because yeah. mixtapes were kind of a big thing kind mm-hmm. of like coming yeah. up and and before you know they were kind of as big as they are Mac Miller got me into it and I, I got to see him in concert I got to see him on his last tour really um, before um, before he died thanks Ariana so, yeah well Ari- well I, yeah she kind of I mean honestly Pete Davidson yeah Pete, I, I hate Pete Davidson I can't stand don't even him. get me started but yeah but Mac, let's not talk about, about Mac him. but Mac yeah this I, I was honored to see him and I really wish I would have gotten to meet him and honestly uh, that's that's my number four okay let's go to my number three we have back in black ACDC awesome Such awesome good pick. album it has songs in there like this is personally my favorite ACDC song is Shoot the Thrill. Yes. My favorite one of all time. Just starts out. Mm-hmm. So good. And also a very underrated song that I like. Have a drink on me. Love it. Okay. Love it. I don't that's, know why. That's really like under the radar, to be honest. It I, is. Yeah. Just give that a listen. If no one's ever heard it, listen to Have a Drink on Me. Uh, then also it has You Shook Me All Night Long. You know? Yeah. Every, which yeah. a lot of people say that's their best song that they've ever recorded a lot of people say that which i don't think yeah no i don't think i don't don't think think so so. no no. but you know also definitely one of their big hits though oh yeah uh but also has you know song of course back in black and hell's bells hell's bells yes it's just Uh, yeah it's it's an one of definitely one of the best rock albums rocking like i remember the first time i listened to this album i can tell you where i was where i was sitting in my brother's truck with him single take single cab red dodge when I heard Back in Black, and I was like, oh, shit. That's awesome. <laughs> that rocked my world. No, I mean, like, that's 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 where you are when you hear, like, those those albums that are really, like, euphoric for you. Yes. I mean, and, and you're you're going to remember the spot and place where you oh, were. I when, remember it. And, I, and that's, that's really cool. And that I remember, remember where we were, the parking lot at the Old China Spring Intermediate School, <laughs> in, like, the gym parking lot, uh-huh. right there. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, what's your number three? Number three. My number three is Frank Ocean. Uh, he wrote, in uh, 2012, he released an album called Channel Orange, and he won a Grammy for it. He released three songs, or well, he released an entire album, but my f- three favorite songs off that album, one is Lost, okay. the second is Monks, 
And the third album is Super Rich Kids. And Super Rich Kids, he collaborates with the other rapper, Earl Sweatshirt. And you're like, well, you don't have much diversity on your list. These are three hip-hop. Well, these are, they're, they're, honestly, Frank Ocean is a little alternative, not really much rap. But mm-hmm. he, uh, if he wanted to rap, he can. Yeah. And this was released in 2012. So I had this album on repeat, and I've found myself in the, this past year coming back to it. Uh, honestly, I love this one of my favorite just chill just this is one i can just put on relax hang out and just kind of like sit by the pool kind of yeah and, and just have that for relaxation or doing homework when i when i was in college doing that but definitely one of my favorite albums of all time and i guess i'm gonna have to give it a listen to have thanks, you heard this guy either <laughs> for the recommendations not only for the viewers but also for me yeah okay so my number two album number two and which is the number two album selling or number two number selling album of all time, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Ooh, uh, I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, Kay, that's just so you know such an original, so, album, you know. Yeah. So, but it, I can't. It has so many hits on that album. It has, you know, Thriller, Billie Jean, Beat It, my favorite Michael Jackson song, Pyt, Human Nature. Gotta be starting something. It's starting something. Gotta be starting something. And like this album really broke the king of pop, Michael Jackson, from everyone else. Broke him away and mm-hmm. just yes. Well, it held the records for a long time. Oh too. yeah, until my number one, which we'll get to it and after your yes. number two. Number two. So my number two is Kanye West, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy." So in 2010. Kanye probably dropped his, I I would say considerably his best album of all time. Not because lyrically, not because of of how how he did it in the studio, but how much he had to basically come back into the public eye. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at like a year year or two years before that, he dissed Taylor Swift and everybody labeled Kanye. Everybody labeled Kanye as like, oh, he's he's the biggest piece of crap. Yeah, Yeah, he's a douche. But he he gave us more than just three great songs and i wish i could name the entire album because honestly it's it's one of the best but my three favorite songs from it are power runaway and everyone knows runaway because of the the keyboard on it it's it's the piano it's the 17 beats uh-huh and then another one called hell of a life basically it ends up being about kim kardashian <laughs> because he talks about how he wants to marry a porn star and he eventually marries one. Oh, that is. Oh, yeah. She kind of is. She kind of is. is. That's how she got famous. That was my number two. Alrighty, and here is my number one. Number one. I don't know if this is cheating or not. No. 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 The Eagles album, their greatest hits from 1971. Nope. This this is 1975. Uh, yeah, no, this is definitely one of the best number ones of all time. Oh yeah, this is the number one selling album of it all is. time. Believe it or not. So I'm going to give you a few of my favorites from it, in which all the songs on there I love, but here are my three favorites. Shoot. Number one, my favorite Eagle song of all time, One of These Nights. So good. And then number two, everyone knows it, Hotel California. Mm-hmm. In which that, backstory. that song, I was listening to them talk about it, and they said each part is about you know, one of the band members' stories, you know, a story about mm-hmm. one of the band members and just in their little group, they know what it's about, which no one else knows, just them. Mm-hmm. And then number three, I got Already Gone. Classic, just three classics right there. Classic awesome. Eagle songs. 
I, I got to go see them last summer. Uh, oh, shout out it. shout out to my friend Jay because I wouldn't be able to go on if it wasn't for him. And he treated me to one of the best nights of my life. Oh, I got uh, yeah. I hate you so one, much. One of my favorites. Okay. My number one. The Beatles, Abbey Road. Okay. My number one is definitely, it hits me down. Uh, it goes to my heart. Because, <laughs> straight to the heart. Oh, it's straight to the heart. Because one of my one of the first albums I or one of the first groups I ever listened to that my dad brought me up on was was the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just Abbey Road that stuck out to me because I think I remember listening to more of Magical Mystery Tour a lot more or um Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. But Abbey Road to me stuck out more because of, of three different songs. Um Oh Darling, Come Together, and She's So Heavy. This is my unpopular opinion about the song Come Together. Okay. Aerosmith's version's better. <laughs> Get off. I Go know. I'm, you're going to punch me in the face for saying that, but Go away. I stick by it. But, you know, we, we they, you know, they're four of the greatest. I don't know. I wouldn't say four of the greatest. At least two of them are the greatest, some of the greatest artists of all time. Oh, I would agree. Yeah, because, I, I mean, agree. like, you know, John Lennon and, of course, Paul McCartney will always be a top dog. Doesn't make sense that. You know I'm not the biggest Beatles, Beatles fan. fan. Right. You know that. Yeah. But I love Paul McCartney. Yes. And he's so creative. I mean, like, not just, like, I mean, he's the most successful one, of course. I oh, mean, yeah. it would really be interesting to see how John Lennon would have, if he would have survived, if he exactly. wouldn't shot. Yeah. But Paul McCartney overall, like, you know, him having his solo career, you know, going from the Beatles to the Wings and then having his own solo career. And now he's going back on tour. Yeah. He's been touring for the course of the past five years. And he is, I'm about to go see, I saw him last year at ACL yeah. and I will get to see him next week and in that, Dallas. And you were saying that when he played at ACL, how long did he play for? He played for three hours and he had an encore. And like that dude is over 70 years yeah. old. It can still go three hours. I give him props. He has one of the most incredible sets and Helter Skelter, uh, even though it was on the white, I think Helter Skelter was on the white album. It was, he still played it really well. And he, uh, and what, another takeaway from his show was he pulled out a ukulele that George Harrison oh, really? gave him and he played Blackbird on it and really? brought tears to my eyes. I was crying. I'm Were pretty sure really? I was, really? yeah, I was, oh, oh yeah, I was sending you videos really? from it. I was, I was very much crying, <laughs> but that, that rounds out my number one, Abbey okay. Road. Okay. Well, I think we both have a solid top five list. Absolutely. Okay. Now let's, right. let's round it out here. Let's go to our recommendations. Blake, what are your recommendations for us? So my new recommendations for the week, or for the next couple of weeks, I should say, is the Catfish and the Bottleman, the Balance. Okay. So they just dropped a new album, and okay. like I guess the in, in this past month, or I guess in May, and they, they're from Great Britain, okay. and they're an alternative. But I def I very much awesome band to go see i've seen them before okay i had the i mean they're they're incredible live but their studio they do really well and uh, i i definitely recommend go out and listen to it have a couple of hits on there it will definitely it'll definitely get your foot tapping for sure Uh oh yeah oh yeah I, I really enjoyed it my other recommendation for the week is the hbo miniseries chernobyl okay and if you don't know anything about Chernobyl, it was there was this like this nuclear reactor explosion mm-hmm. in the like, Russia oh, in the eighties. Yeah, Russia. Yeah. Yeah. And or well, I guess it was the Soviet Union. If we're yeah, if we're being critical correct. here. Yeah. So, and it's got some of the highest ratings of any TV show ever. Really? Yes. It's even it's beating Breaking Bad right now. Really? That's how good it is. I'm not kidding. It's oh. up to nine and a half ratings. Hope it's on so Hulu. It is on HBO Go. Check it out. Okay. That's mine. Alrighty. So here are my recommendations. Like I said. 
watch AEW. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, give it a shot. Please, you won't regret it. Watch it with your dog, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. Then also, I have a TV show called The Curse of Civil War Gold. It's on History Channel. Okay. Have you heard of uh, The Curse of Oak Island? Yeah. It's pretty much like that. You know, these guys, they think there's gold at the bottom of Lake Michigan. They go search for it, and it's really interesting. Just go give the world. They're just trying to find gold. Mm -hmm. So it's basically what the title is. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then also, go listen to Don Henley. Of course. You know, the drummer for the Eagles slash lead singer, Boys of Summer. Dirty laundry. Dirty laundry. Shit. Go give him a listen, people. So good. Okay. Anything else? Uh, do you want to make an announcement about the shirts, Blake? Oh yeah. So so Cade and I have gone out and we have gotten shirts. Yes. So um, it, I'll just give you. I mean, we'll post it on Facebook and Twitter. But um, my, our description is: we have the state of Texas over our heart. Yes. And then we have a heart of Texas podcast. Um, established 2019 on the back. Are uh, wh- how much are the t- t-shirts going for? Uh, around thirty dollars. Okay, yeah. So if you guys are interested in t-shirts, we're gonna post them on Facebook, Twitter, uh, DM us if you want a shirt, and then we can figure out the transaction from there. Yeah. Um, other than that, follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Heart of Texas Pod and Heart of Texas Podcast, or you can email us at Heart of Texas Podcast at gmail.com. And that's about it. Alrighty, thanks for listening, folks. Love you guys. From the 127 Studios in Waco, Texas, this has been the Heart of Texas Podcast.